So today we're going to be looking um, at what Rigby Wallace calls the two great frontiers of the gospel. Because at the innermost part of our heart, <clears throat> excuse me, the, and the uttermost parts of the world. Essentially going deep and going wide with Jesus. So turn with me to Philippians 2. It'll come up behind me as well. We're going to be looking at verses <clears throat> 12 to 16. This morning, I just want to give us two encouragements from this text and then finish with a warning that I feel is so critical, so critical for us to take as we look to this coming year. So let's read from verses 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more as in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God or because God works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain." Let me pray for us. Father, pray, God, as we look at this text this morning, God, that you'll just enable us just to take this moment now to hear what you are saying to us, God. Holy Spirit, that you'll help me to be faithful to your word, that you'll give me the words to, to be clear, God. And that in a short time, God, that you will do something deep in our hearts, that you'll stir and encourage us to a deep and a wide work. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So friends, the first encouragement as we consider going deeper and wider this year is simply this, that God helps us go deeper. God helps you go deeper. That's what Paul is encouraging them to hear. Verse 12, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So to start, we just need to pause for a moment and see that phrase, your own. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This year, you need to take responsibility for your walk with Jesus. We live in a society and a culture, and it's infiltrated the church, where we are aggressively opposed to taking responsibility, to owning our stuff. And Paul here saying, no, work out your salvation. I can't work it out for you. I can encourage you. I can try and equip you. We can try and encourage each other and challenge each other. But ultimately, you need to work it out. Your own salvation. Your husband can't do it for you. Your wife can't do it for you. Your life group leader can't do it for you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's how we are called to work it out. It's amazing you use that phrase. If you had to go and listen to majority of churches preaching on January 15th, you'd hear words like, today we need to, this year we need to do better. Work out your own salvation with striving and working harder and getting the routines back and ticking the boxes. Come on, church. Pull up your socks. That's what we'd hear. But Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why that? Why does he say fear and trembling? You see, you didn't save yourself, right? You realize how sinful you were. 
that hopeless state. In that moment, God opened your, your eyes to the wonder of the cross, the good news of the gospel, that you're saved by Christ and Christ alone, that only he can save you from eternal hell, from God's wrath, from eternal judgment, and you put your faith in Jesus. You didn't save yourself. So do we think that Paul is now advocating for us to sanctify ourselves, for us to make ourselves better? Is that what he's doing here? Of course not. Paul was saying, friends, that we need to take responsibility for our lives this year by acknowledging daily how desperate we are for God's help. Fear and trembling, friends, is our posture that we are to take. It's a posture of us saying, Jesus, you've saved me, but I need you to keep saving me. I need you to change my heart. I can't. I need you to do that. And I acknowledge that I can't do it. I acknowledge that I can't do it. Friends, and that's the massive truth of verse 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So what Paul was saying, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because God is doing the work in you. You can turn it around and say, because God is at work in you today, draw near to him humbly. And acknowledge that it's God that has to do the work. Acknowledge that it's God that has to do the work. Now don't get me wrong, people can be motivated strongly to do the right thing. And churches across the city and self-help programs across the nation and the world even will tell you how with a big enough carrot or a big enough stick, we can get you to tick the religious boxes that are needed. But it doesn't do anything to change your heart. The Pharisees were a great picture of this, weren't they? They were seemingly doing the right thing. And Jesus came and just shattered that old framework and said, your heart is far from God. Israel, it was a problem over and over. You're sacrificing to me, but where is your heart? And us in the 21st century, we mustn't think that we don't face that same temptation. Just tell me what to do, Phil. I'll do it. What do you need me to do in 2023 in the church? I'll do it. I'll be there. I'll attend the meeting. I'll, I'll tick that box. I'll read the Bible through in a year. All good things. All good things. But where's your heart? Do you actually desire that? Is that what's actually deep in you? Is that coming from a relationship with Jesus? Is it coming from a place of your love for God and your love for people? That's what Paul is trying to get at, friends. He said, I don't just want to serve Jen this year because it's the right thing to do. I want God to give me a desire to serve my wife and to give myself up for her. I want to come before God daily and say, God, I struggle with this. It doesn't come naturally to me. Would you change my heart to Jen? Would you teach me what it is to serve? Would you give me your heart that I can lay down my life for her and for others? God, I don't know what it means to, to have you be my treasure. I hear people say this, for you to be enough for me. I don't even, I'm struggling to say I'm going to pay my bills at the end of this month. Uh, but God, give me a desire for you. And that maybe 
Maybe you can do a work in me where actually you become enough, Jesus. And you teach me to be content in little or in much. Friends, God is working in us. And therefore, we can go deeper. God will help us go deeper this year. That's the encouragement. God's going to help you get to know him more this year. So press in. You see how that works? Because God is working in you, you can draw near to him. I struggle to read my Bible. Well, God is working in you. He's working that out in you. So read your Bible. You know, I struggle, but God's working. Believe that. So read your Bible. And before you know it, you find, hey, actually, this morning I want you to read my Bible. And then I read something and I go, "Why is this true? And before you know it, you're thinking of that passage later in the day. And then the next day you face a challenge at work and that passage comes to mind. You say, God, I'm going to trust you here. I read that yesterday, that, you, that your mercies never end. I'm going to trust you that your mercies are, are enough for me today to face this. Suddenly you're working out your salvation. Suddenly you're becoming more like Jesus. God's going to help you go deeper, friends. That's the first encouragement. The second encouragement is God helps you and I go wider. Notice the phrase, among whom you shine as lights in the world. We are called to shine. If you think of what a light does, if you've ever been in this church at night when it's pitch black, everything around is dark, you turn on the light and just it shows up everything. That's what we are called to do. We are called to shine the light of the gospel that will expose and comfort and encourage and challenge. And Paul goes on to say we're called to be blameless, to be, to be innocent in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. I don't know about you, but that's, that's quite a tall order. But verse 13 is our anchor passage, friends. Because God is working out in us, we can become like that. We can learn to shine as lights. We can learn to become a missional people. You see, as God does a deep work in us, if God does it, the natural outcome of that is a wide work. If you're drawing closer to God, and your relationship with him is growing, and you're trusting him more, resting him more, depending on him more, relying on him more, drawing near to him, trusting him, Friends, there is no other way to live than to shine. It will just come out from you. Practically, yes, there will be things that we'll look at this year. We'll look at alphas and marriage courses and things to gather in communities and we'll wrestle with these things. How do you break into the community and how do you, how do you serve in our life groups and all these things? But who is doing it, the program or people? It's you and me. Paul is saying, Paul didn't say to them, work out a program. He said, shine as lights. You and I are called to shine as lights. Friends, the temptation that we will face then, this year. And I wanted to finish with this because if you're anything like me, you can feel this encouragement and you maybe had some good times with God this break, and you maybe spent time in the Word, and 
you feel connected to God, but if you're like me last week, you started work, and uh, before you know it, by Thursday, you're feeling stressed, and you're facing some really hard things, and you're going, God, I'm not feeling too connected to you right now. And, uh, and the temptation you're going to face in that moment is to remove verse 13. I believe that personally and corporately as a church, the temptation we will face this year, the greatest temptation, the thing that Satan is going to try and drive us to, that our own flesh will drive us to, is to remove verse 13 from that passage. And what Paul was encouraging them to in verse 16 is to hold fast to the word of life. Hold fast, keep holding fast. Another way to say it, believe the gospel. Keep believing the gospel, friends. That's what he was encouraging them to. Just bring up that slide there, Tamsin. You see, amazingly, have you got that next one? Or is that the one that didn't show up? You see, amazingly, you could remove verse 13, and it would still read, maybe even in a more comfortable way for you and I, where we just read it like this, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Do all things without grumbling, that you may be blameless, innocent children of God without blemish, in whom you should shine as lights in the world. That makes sense. So go and do that. Go and do that. Become better people and be a good witness. That's what you're called to do. See, you don't need verse 13 in there. And you know what's interesting? As leaders, sometimes it's actually easier for us to remove verse 13 because it's the intangible. It's the thing we can't control. So we'd rather, I'd rather stand here and say to you, right, so what I need from you, Sean, what I'm not demanding from you, Eric, what I need from you, what I'm needing from you guys this year is I'm needing you to attend the meetings, to start having proper quiet times, to talk to somebody about Jesus at your work at least once a month. Can we all just commit to that? And say, yeah, yeah, sure, Phil, Jesus, because, yeah, I mean, you know, we Christians, we better do that. Say, good, okay, and I'm going to check up on you every week, and you can give me a report. I've over-exaggerated that a bit, but sadly, friends, how many of us have lived like that? How many of us live our lives like that? How many of us have approached 2023 like that personally? You've set your goals, you've set your vision. This is the Christian I want to be this year. And maybe already you've lost verse 13. For it is God who works in you the desire and the ability to do his will for his glory, friends. Believe the gospel this year. Don't remove God from your life this year. You can be a Christian, a professing Christian this year, and remove God, the gospel, and Jesus from your life this year. You can go through the motions. You can tick the boxes. We spoke in depth about that last year. You know what you'll fall into? A performance or pretending mindset. Remember when you preached on that last year? And it will drive you. I'll meet you during the year, and you'll be in two places. You'll either be in despair or you'll be filled with pride. That's where you'll land. So only two places you can land. And I'll say, how's it going? I feel, I suck. I just, I can't even come to church anymore. You don't even know, I just, I'm failing. I can't remember the last time I even read the Bible. And you just, you're driven to despair. Because you remove verse 13. You're not believing that God is working in you. Or, yeah, Phil, I'm pumping, dude. Man, let me share with you some incredible stuff. I must say, I'm, I'm on a whole nother level this year. 2023 is my year. 
I'm on a whole nother level. You must see me. I'm an animal this year, telling people about Jesus and this person and that. See, all of them are good things. But you find your confidence in that. And what happens when you miss that quiet time? You fail to attend the meeting. When you, when you say the wrong thing to someone at work. You're driven to despair then. It's just a, a messy road, friends. And it takes us into bondage. And it removes us from the freedom of the gospel. Jesus said to those, the Pharisees were teaching all these people. Jesus came and said to you, my children, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come and learn from me. Come and learn from me. I'm gentle, gentle and lowly in heart and I will give you rest. Oh, friends, this is what God is calling us to. He's calling us this year to hold on to Jesus, to hold on to the gospel. This whole letter to the church in Philippi, this is what, church, this is what Paul was, was dealing with. They were trying to say, no, you know how you need to approach Christianity? You need to add some stuff. You need to tick these boxes. You're saying to hell with that. If you want to start measuring each other, measure me. He said, you know what? I actually count that all as rubbish. What I'm going after is Jesus. I count everything I can do and bring to 2023 as filthy rags. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to count on Jesus. I'm going to make Jesus my pursuit. I'm going to pursue to know Jesus Christ and him alone. I'm going to seek to take hold of this gospel. Why? Chapter 3, because he has taken hold of me. It's the same language. Because Jesus has taken hold of you, take hold of him. You see? Because Jesus has taken hold of you, take hold of him. Friends, it's the intangible. It's the supernatural. That's the wonder of this gospel. Jesus started this work in you. A week ago, 10 years ago, 40 years ago. He's the one that has to bring it to completion. I've said before, don't swap roles with God. God has to work it out in you. What are you called to do? To daily come before him with fear and trembling. You are God. You are God. And I worship you. Forgive me, God. Help me, God. I need you, God. You are God. Friends, that's the only way that we move forward this year. That's how I want to encourage you. That's how we want to encourage our body this year across the city. Let's go deep and wide with Jesus. But let's do it with God. Believe the gospel, friends. Believe the gospel. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, what an incredible morning, God, and just, just evidence all over the place of your grace and mercy to us. Evidence, God, of that intangible, sovereign, providential, grace, mercy, power working out in lives, God. Father, I could, I could ask various people sitting here this morning to come up and share how last year and in these last months, how you have done that intangible work in them. I knew where they were at the beginning of last year, and I know where they are now, God. And that's you, God, that did it. All that they did was they just kept crying out to you to help them. And God, you did. 
You love to show us mercy, God. That's who you are. You are the rescuer and the healer, the redeemer. You are the one who saves, who justifies, and you are the one who sanctifies. You are the one who's building your church, Jesus. Help us, God. Protect us from removing you, God, from our lives this year, God. From, in a sense, removing verse 13 from our lives. No, because God is at work in us and through us, because God is working, changing our hearts, and giving us the power to live the way he's called us to live, we can therefore approach 2023 with great faith and expectation of becoming more like you, Jesus, and of making you known, Jesus. God, our faith this year is not in a program or a man. It's in you, Jesus Christ. And you are enough. Amen.